0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with our expert, Walt Sukera. Walt is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, the Fairlawn West Office of the R.W. Baird company. We're going to be talking with Walt this half hour about the stocks, about the market, about how they invest their clients' money in portfolios of individual stocks and if you have any questions at all, you can call us at any time at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron Toll Free and on WNR.com 800-669-4100 Well, Walt, last week on the old Wall Street uh, once again the S&P 500 flirted with its all-time high otherwise it was a thing Kind of a mild week. Some good news on consumer spending, and what else did you notice, Walt?
2: Yeah, Bob, it was a it was a good week overall. Another positive week for the market. Um, we saw the uh, Dow Jones close uh, 497 points. Uh, we closed at twenty seven thousand nine thirty one, um, and again off for the year. It's only off two point one percent. So we've made our way back pretty pretty steadily. Uh, the S and P five hundred index. Uh, was up last week, 21.57 or 0.6% uh, year to date, up 4.4%. So we're in positive territory with the S&P 500. Uh, the Nasdaq uh, had a, a good week, uh, up eight points, uh, 0.1%, and again year to date we're up 22.8% for the Nasdaq, uh, which again reflects uh, some of those high tech stocks, companies like Tesla. Um, you know, biotechs, uh, NASDAQ's a little different composition, uh, but again, having a real good year. And then the Russell 2000, uh, which measures those small caps, was also up 0.6% for the week, um, only off 5.4%. Uh, so, Bob, you know, you look at the year and, you know, what started out uh, looked like a, the beginning of a bear market. Um, you know, from February 19th to August 14th, if you would have fell asleep, closed your eyes, uh, you know, you would have woke up and thought nothing really happened. Uh, but, again, remember from February 19th to March 23rd, uh, we saw a 34% drop in that S&P 500 number. And, you know, it's been a slow recovery. And, you know, again, a lot of the focus has been on the big picture items. Uh, the coronavirus, obviously, and the slowdown of the economy has been the, the major themes of the year. And, you know, as we look forward to the the rest of the year, we're, we're thinking of things like, you know, uh, how that coronavirus will play out in the fall, um, we're thinking about the election, and we're looking, you know, to what companies uh, continue to show some progress as, as we head into 2021.
1: Do you think, Walter, well, we're actually in the market? We are approaching uh, what could be considered a new normal.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's ever normal with the market, Bob. I mean, every time you think there is, it, it seems like things change quite a bit. I mean, I've been doing this for. You know, well over thirty years, and uh, yeah, I'm always uh, well. I should say, I'm never surprised by uh, what the market can do or what what can happen. Um, yeah, I think we're we're reaching a point in time where there's a little bit more clarity than there was at the beginning of the year. As we've always said, when there's uncertainty, uh, that's what scares the market more than anything. And. Uh, you know, we're heading into this election. I think uh, we'll we'll find out, you know, what the market really thinks. But I think the market's kind of settled into the possibility of both candidates. Uh, I think there would be some winners and some losers, you know, coming out of that. And uh, we'll have to see how this year plays out.
1: Let's talk a bit about one of the other issues that uh, has been uh, kind of a constant for several years, and that's the relationship of the U.S. with with China. Uh, first, we have the uh, the tariffs put on by the administration uh, against Chinese goods and retaliation for what they said was unfair trade practices. And then, of course, uh, the uh, virus seems to come out of China, and they get a lot of blame for that. And we're still having difficulty now on a diplomatic part with China, and their controlling of of uh, the former a British colony in in Hong Kong, and all kinds of other issues are coming at the fore. So when you look at China and, of course, how much of an impact they do have on our economy, how do you uh, consider adjusting what you're doing considering the uh, the situation and the possible uh, rewards and or risks of uh, people investing and China investing in us?
2: Yeah, Bob, that's a great question, and, you know, really one that has really global you know repercussions, and it does impact investors quite a bit. Um, you know the, the framework between the two nations has become very messy and you know very unpredictable. And it, you know there seems like there's escalating tensions, and we'll probably have more escalation as we head in. You know to the election, it's it's been this White House's uh, you know preference to, to kind of make you know China you know a key priority, and it's played well, I think, with, with people overall in the country. Uh, if you look at the impact um, U.S. companies, you know, 700 billion dollars in assets uh, that you know U.S. companies have over in China, uh, j- generating some 500 billion dollars of revenue each year. Um, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of things that led up to this. Um, both countries are very competitive. Um, you know, both want to be the leader of of the world uh, economically, as, as they look forward into the future. So there's been a lot of competition and things like you know, 5G, artificial intelligence, um, you know, the technology has always been a big issue um, between the United States and China, you know, and and I think that's part of what the administration tried to deal with was a a lot of the intellectual property and technology theft that they felt that was going on. Um, We we also learned a lot, you know, through the COVID-19, the supply chains uh, that come out of China have to be evaluated. We saw it with the, you know, personal protection equipment and you know, even with, uh, you know, some of the big companies like Apple, how they can be impacted very quickly by, you know, potential problems in China. So I I think there's a lot of, you know, discussion in corporate America about supply chains. Uh, You know, there's a lot of worries right now about delisting and, you know, kind of uh, stepping back from Chinese companies and, you know, and, and also how it impacts some of our U.S. companies, you know, Qualcomm, uh, recently spoke, and they said, you know, it's, they have a potential to lose almost $8 billion of revenue uh, to global competitors. So, there there is really a lot of repercussions and things we need to pay attention to. Uh, we evaluate our portfolios. We did this uh, really when the trade tension started and looked at the impacts of each of our companies uh, in, in how that supply chain or sales that they might be, you know, driving overseas in China, how that would affect the companies. And it's something we're just going to have to continue to pay attention to. And I think make good investment decisions is how we position ourselves to with exposure at that part of the world.
1: The general uh, interest about people in this uh, particular area is, of course, when we talk about uh, bringing manufacturing back to American companies. Uh, do you think the market would reply, favorably to that and respond favorably to more American companies making what has been made in China? Or do you think that it would be the other way around, that they would think the American companies are less competitive?
2: I'm not sure that's the main issue, Bob. I think it's just things like we saw with our medications. You know, the fact that so many of our medications are made and, and the disruption and supply chains, how that could affect, you know, pe- people that are really reliant on, on medications. Um, uh, you know, we saw it down in uh, Puerto Rico with the uh, saline, you know, bags a few years back when they were hit by, a, you know, a hurricane and, and how reliant we were in, in one part of the supply chain. So I think it's just more, you know, evaluating risk. And, of course, the nationalism and, you know, the, the bringing jobs home and, Creating more work in America has played well the last few years as, you know, as far as politically and for the administration that's currently in office.
1: Let's just shift over now to to Stock Talk here, the time our listeners have a chance to ask a particular question about individual stocks of our expert, Walt Secura. He has over 30 years of experience investing, and he may be even looking at some of the stocks that you're looking at or looking to buy or sell or or retain. So if you have any questions about stocks, you can call Walt uh, right now, of course, live on the air, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, toll-free, it's 800 669 for 100. Uh, give us a call. Lines are open to talk. So well why don't we uh, kind of kick it off uh, individual stocks we keep talking about about Tesla. Uh, again, they had very uh, good uh, sales uh, in China especially. They had a five for one stock split and uh, it reacted uh, pretty well to the news of that split. So w- what about Tesla? I know you're not I don't think you're invested in that right now, but you're watching it very carefully.
2: We do, Bob. We watch it. And we're, we're intrigued, like I said, with the company. You know, we, we love the technology. It's just not been a stock that we've been able to find our way into. And, and at current valuations, you know, we continue to find it expensive. I, I think the big news of the la- uh, last week was the fact that they announced a five-for-one stock split. It seems to kind of be the uh, something that's happened in this year. You know, Apple came up with their split, and then Tesla came up, and both stocks rallied pretty impressively. Uh, off of that stock split so i think that's uh you know why it was in the news in a big way last week and uh, seems like a playbook that might be working as far for as companies and corporate actions and how they're uh, driving a little bit more value for for their uh, shareholders at the current time
1: and uh, let's talk about some other other stocks that you're looking at uh, pets you know people are paying more attention to their pets now that they're home more and spending more time with them Maybe even finding out that they actually own pets. Uh, what about the the pets companies that work with uh, pets, like FreshPet, uh, Chewy.com? What do you think of those companies?
2: Well, Bob, we, we just like the pet care industry in, in general. You know, when you look at, there's over 84.9 million households now that have pets. Um, you know, that's more households. I mean, there's only 33 million households that have children. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of pet ownership out there. It's uh, approaching 68% of U.S. households. It's also something that's going on globally. Uh, more and more people, you know, are, are, are owning pets. Uh, it's interesting, too, the trends uh, that we're we're seeing. You know, we're seeing a real humanizing of our pets you know pet owners think of their pets uh, as they would their children i mean they they accommodate their homes they take them on vacations they're uh, you know making them really a part of the family uh we also see this premium premiumizing of their pets the fact that you know they're trading up uh, you know a lot of owners feel that their pets deserve the best you know food accessories uh dressing their pets up, uh, you know, the kind of care and grooming that they're getting. Uh, and then we also see just the healthcare aspects of pets. Um, you know, we're looking at over uh, $25 billion a year in vet services uh, in, by, in, by 2021. Uh, there was a study, Bob, and some of these statistics are just fascinating. You know, 72% of the pet owners believe that the quality of their pet's food should match their own. Uh, Sixty-seven percent of the pet owners consider their pets their best friend. Uh, Forty-two percent have purchased fashion or clothing items uh, for their pets. Uh, Forty-two percent of pet owners uh, throw their pets a birthday party. And um, you know, again, we just we look at some of these things, and it's just fascinating. So yeah, we we found our way into a few investments in our small mid-cap portfolio. we have Fresh Pet, which is uh, a food, um, you know, a high-end premium food for, for pets. And we also own Chewy.com, which, again, is a, a large supplier of uh, retail supplier online of uh, pet accessories and food. And, uh, you know, deliver it right to the doorstep I and mean, doing a pretty good job competing with Amazon.
1: Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura on Stock Market Talk. And we can find out what you think about what's happening in the market and what questions you have for Walt. You're on WNIR. Go ahead, please.
2: Morning. I was wondering uh, if you've ever followed uh, Next Energy, uh, symbol N E E, and underneath that listing uh, they show Next Energy and it has N E E PRO and N E E PRP. Is that anything that you've followed? It's uh, solar and wind energy? Yeah, I definitely have paid attention. Next Energy is one that, you know, I've looked at over the years. Um, they do transmission and distribution, I think, electricity through Florida mostly. Um, and, again, when you look at the company, uh, it's it, you know, there's, there's a lot of positives here. You know, I mean, a strong dividend, um, you know, and dividend growth has been here. Uh, so, again, it is one we pay attention to. And then any type of alternative energy um, yeah, we think that's definitely something. If we look out in trends in the future, that we'd be interested in paying attention to. We don't own uh, Next Energy at the current time. Um, we really have stayed away from a lot of utility and energy companies uh, the last few years. Uh, but again, there's a time and place for these in a portfolio, and you know, worth consideration at different points of the cycle. Well, you suppose uh, the the uh, underneath the main listing of NEE that it has Pro and Prep. Uh, much higher dividend, same company, next energy, next era energy, uh, slash UN. Uh, yeah, I'd, have, I'd have to take a look at those two, those listings that you're talking about there. I am familiar with you know NEE, uh, but I, I'd have to go back and take a little look. So, again, you can call me during the week, or I can take a look and try to follow up next week. Okay. Well, thanks for the info. Sure,
1: absolutely. And thank you for calling WNIR. We're talking, of course, to our expert on money and investment, Walt Sakira of Akron Wealth Advisors. They're in Akron and the Fairlawn area on West Market Street, 3560 West Market Street. And the local number is 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. They invest their uh, clients' money in individually-owned stocks and combined in special portfolios they designed uniquely for every particular client and their needs and, and what the situation is. So, if you have any questions for them during the week, they will all be love to talk to you. Like you said, give them a call 234 466 7476. But right now, you can call them on WNIR at 330 673 1234 or outside of Akron, toll free 800 6694 Talking retail stocks, this has been a year that has separated, if you will, the, the uh, men from the boys. Uh, uh, online retailers, Amazon, we talked about Etsy, uh, big stores like Costco have uh, done rather well in the COVID 19 environment. Uh, uh, Target and Walmart will report earnings this week, and uh, those are more conventional, uh, have been more conventional brick and mortar stores. Are those stocks, do you own any of those stocks or either one? Or if you had to own one, which one would you own?
2: A good question, Bob. Um, we we currently own Target in our empowering women portfolio. Uh, we we had had a position in Walmart a couple years back, uh, which we moved away from. But you know, when you look at these companies, I mean, they're two very powerful retailers. Um, you know, they're as far as the size goes. You know, Walmart's about five times the size in market cap about six-and-a-half times the size of revenue. They do about $534 billion, uh, in revenue versus targets $80, $80 billion in revenue. Um, the dividends are very similar. Uh, their profitability is very similar. If you look at, like, return on investment capital, uh, targets at 11.6% and Walmart's at 1158 So, I mean, very similar as far as profitability. Um, but again, some big differences in, in these retailers. You know, Walmart has eleven thousand locations in twenty-seven countries. Uh, Target has eighteen hundred locations uh, here in the U.S. And again, you know, when you look at uh, you know some of the differences in the store—the quality, of the service, the lighting, the layouts, uh, the pricing—you know, the the merchandising that they have—you um, yeah, know, there are a lot of differences. Um, Price-wise, they, they come out pretty competitive. You know, when you look at a basket of, of goods uh, purchased at Walmart or Target, there's a slight price premium at Target, but not as much as you'd think. Uh, there's a lot of websites out there that kind of do that and, you know, kind of compare a basket of goods from each store. But uh, we, we like Target. I mean, I, I think there's more growth potential for Target Um you know, to us, it's a, just a little bit of a different uh, demographic that they pull into the store, and they can demand a little bit of pricing, uh, a little bit of pri- premium pricing. Uh, so for us, if we had to pick between the two, we would definitely pick Target over Walmart at this stage.
1: And uh, another interesting uh, aspect of what's going on in the market, um, uh, a new trading platform has come about in the last uh, year or so called Robinhood. And uh, people wonder if they would ever heard about it. Well, it's a a trading platform like like Schwab, and already they have, at least of last year, some 10 million accounts, and Schwab has about 14 million accounts, so Robinhood seems to be really closing in on Schwab. What is the significance of of Robinhood?
2: Yeah, Robinhood is an interesting platform, Bob. It actually launched in 2013, and it's seen a lot of growth the last couple years. uh last may uh they well may they kind of said they were at 30 million accounts up from the 10 million that you talked about in 2019 so uh they are rivaling uh, you know places like Schwab as far as the amount of accounts uh assets under management are still quite different you know they have much smaller accounts at Robinhood uh their total assets under management are around 50 billion estimated where Schwab has you know almost 300 billion in assets under management uh, when you look at what's inside those accounts but one of the fascinating things is the diversification, the, the difference of the investor. Um, Robin Hood is attracting a lot of uh, 30, 30 to forty year olds. The average age is thirty five. Um, they have a very attractive uh, app application. It, you know, they, you can download an app on your phone. Um, it'll it is akin to a video game in that you know the alerts, colorful displays, and so forth that makes investing fun. Um, it's also broken down some of the barriers because you can buy fractional shares on, on Robinhood. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in the pandemic, uh, you know, having extra time on their hands and maybe saving a little bit of extra money or getting some extra money from stimulus and so forth have, have ventured into investing and have had some success. I mean, if you open up an account, you know, since March, you probably have done pretty well because the market has been going up and uh, you know, people were making some bets out there that were paying off. And, you know, so I think it's it's gotten a lot of new, uh, younger investors into the market. And, um, you know, that's good to see. Uh, anytime we see people investing, if, if they can learn the right ways of doing it and, you know, developing long-term patterns, that's a, that's a really good trend. Um, you know, we're, we're in favor of, of anybody investing
1: of course, now, as a professional investor, investment advisor, uh, you probably would not uh, encourage people to go do it themselves, but on the other hand, at what point would it make sense for someone to do it themselves versus uh, uh, coming to you and uh, asking you for your advice?
2: Yeah, Bob, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraging of anybody trying it on their own. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big believer that people can buy stocks, and anybody can buy a stock. I think managing a portfolio over time or managing larger sums of money or... Dealing with wealth issues that come up, that's where advice really pays off. And, you know, what we we love to see young people start investing. And, you know, we would encourage them to do it on their own if, if that makes sense for them. You know, a lot of smaller investors, uh, we can't help anyway because of the size of the accounts and the size of the relationships that we demand. so uh, when we see platforms like this, we're, we're happy and, and we're excited for people to get in there. And, again, we encourage them to educate and learn and, you know, to be investors and, and, you know, to learn the difference between investing and speculating. But uh, there is a time in someone's life where advice makes sense and, you know, where they can't do it all on their own. Um, you know, there's Bob, there's a lot of things I can do, which I prefer a professional to do. I mean, I can change my oil, but, you know, I'd rather have a trained mechanic do my oil change for me. Um, I think, you know, as you get a little bit older in life and time becomes your most important asset, um, you know, you start to say – turning it over to a professional to help guide and, you know, take control of yourself and your family. You know, I see a lot of investors that they have to start worrying about their spouse or their kids. Um, So it's not about them making decision. It's about them finding a trusted advisor. Maybe that can continue to make the good decisions that they've been making. So there's a lot of reasons to work with a professional advisor. And I think most people over time find that uh, it, it is helpful to have one.
1: Once again, we are talking to our expert on stocks and investing, Walt Secura, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. If you have any questions about individual stocks or about the company itself, Akron Wealth Advisors, give us a call, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, Till free, 800-669-4100. Now, many people don't like to work with financial advisors or wealth advisors because they think that they, uh, there are a lot of fees and commissions and, and uh, they don't know if they want to spend that Kind of money now would that be a valid concern for someone not to to seek uh, professional help or guidance in their investment life?
2: I don't think so, Bob. I mean, fees are always the concern for people, um, and you know. But I, I laugh because you know we'll go and have dinner, and uh, you know get pretty poor service, and give somebody a twenty percent you know uh, tip. Uh, but then we start talking about giving somebody our million dollars and start worrying about if we're going to pay a 1% fee, if that's, if that's horrible, you know. Uh, so it's all relative. But, yeah, I mean, the amount of money is high with fees when you work with a financial advisor like myself or a money manager, but they're justified. And in a year where, you know, things are, are very volatile and, you know, if we look at what we provide as far as, you know, avoiding behavioral mistakes, Uh, knowing when to sell, knowing how to create liquidity, um, avoiding the big costs. You know, I had a lot of uh, clients at the beginning of the year panicking back in February and March, wanting to sell out of the market, which, you know, we were able to, you know, calm them down and not do that. And, you know, if you look at the cost of a decision like that, you know, the fees that you pay become very, very minimal. Uh, Also, all the planning that we can bring into the equation that, you know, we don't charge for, it's part of the, Resources offered here at Bear, there's a tremendous amount of uh, you know planning that we can do and and help people be more tax smart in the way that they manage their money. So, no, I really don't worry about the fees. I think they're more than justified. But you know, if somebody's caught up on price, and and that's something that they're going to make a decision on. Then we're probably not the right place for them.
1: Uh, again, with people are retiring and they're talking about planning for retirement, which is why they often go to a financial advisor like you to do that. Uh, recently. Uh, Schwab says that most people felt they need about 1.9 million dollars to retire. Like we recall, we first started doing these shows uh, so many years ago. The magic number was a million dollars. Any of those numbers really mean anything, and what does it take to get to that uh, so-called uh, safe harbor?
2: Well, Bob, it's amazing how many people can get there. You know, if you start young, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, taking care, taking advantage of these 401ks and putting money in, especially when there's employer matches. The power of compound interest is amazing. It's one of the wonders of the world. Um, you know, if you if you're putting things in early and leaving them invested and not touching them and letting them grow, it's it's amazing how much money can grow over time. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people in their four hundred one Ks have over a million dollars, which they would have never believed it was there. You know, they made modest salaries, but they were, you know, making commitments every every month and, you know, continuing to grow those monies over time. So I don't think there's a magic number, Bob. I think it all comes down to lifestyle and budget and how you want to live. Uh, you know, I, obviously the more you have, the the nicer it is. You know, m- money isn't everything, but it sure, does. It sure you know, isn't horrible. It, it makes life a lot easier. So we always tell people to try to do the best. And, you know, we try to manage money for the best returns. We also have to keep risk, you know, as part of the equation that we're always balancing. But, you uh, yeah, I think the, the $1.9 million is a nice number. I don't know how many people will get there, but it's truly a nice number to shoot for.
1: Again, we're talking to Walt Sukera of Akron Wealth Advisors here on WNR's Advice Line. Uh, of course, we have a, a big week coming up once more in the market. Uh, we're getting into the, the, uh, almost the fall season, uh, the ends of August. So what do you see happening uh, next week, and do you have any, uh, any things that uh, you think you'd be looking out for?
2: Bob, we'll see a few more earnings reports uh, this next week that we'll pay attention to. We got Home Depot and Walmart and Target, which we talked about, all report. Uh, Nvidia, which is one of our tech companies, reports as well, and then Alibaba, which is uh, the Chinese internet firm, uh, cloud service firm, reports on Thursday, and then we have some retails uh, are some uh, economic reports uh, splattered in retail sales, housing starts, crude inventories. Uh, and also some uh, continuing claims uh, is this existing home sales uh, that come in later in the week.
1: So a lot going on. And again, if you'd like to be informed and find out what the market is about, and find out how Walt does invest money, how he does help his clients, maybe reach those magical goals of 1.9 million by the time they're ready to retire, give them a call. They're at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. Their local number is two three four four six six. Seven four seven six, That's 234-466-7476. Uh, of Akron or on, if you're out, out of the country or online, you can call them toll-free at 844-388-4953. 844-388-4953. Their website is com. That's B-A-I-R-D, Baird. Dot com for Walt Zakira and his team at Akron Wealth Advisors. You can call them, mention you heard him here on WNIR Kent, Akron, and uh, start talking to them about about investing your money into the into the economy, into the stock market directly, and uh, again with a uh, with enough. Uh, advice and uh, some pretty good uh, track record that'll keep you going through even markets like this. Number again, 234-466-7476 for Walt Sakira and Akron Wealth Advisors. Walt, thanks again for being here on WNIR. You have a good week. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning. Thanks, Bob. You too.
3: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Chewy, Inc., symbol CHWI. Fresh Pet, Inc., symbol FRPT. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol HD. NextEra Energy, Inc., symbol NEE. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Qualcomm, Inc., symbol QCOM. Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Alibaba Group Holding Limited and Fresh Pet, Inc. in the last 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited and Fresh Pet Inc. in the past 12 months.